This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, September 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Galley. Here's today's headlines. Smog checks for diesel trucks. More opposition to SB1. And Purdue promises TPP on par with Japan deal. SB1 amendments add flexibility to measures on water. Senator Tony Adkins added amendments to the bill late yesterday evening that a deal with both the wetlands definition and biological opinions on wetlands. One change gives authority to the state and regional water boards to decide if the current rules for dredge and fill activities are more stringent than federal requirements. This allows the state board to maintain the previously negotiated wetlands definition and procedures put into state law last week. Biological opinions. The amendments also change shall to may in the text that previously directed state regulators to apply pre-Trump rules on biological opinions. Remember, the bill already included an amendment that the bill does not affect the process for implementing voluntary agreements for the Bay Delta flows. Truckers not included in late amendments to AB5. Assemblymember Lorena Gonzalez followed numerous editorials, did not carve out an exemption for newspaper delivery services for one year. Gonzalez did this by gutting another bill of hers, AB 170, and amending it to carry the text of AB 5. The floor debate of the Senate carried late into the night for the bill. Republicans proposed a dozen amendments while many long diatribes carried the debate. In one impassioned speech, Senator Brian Dahl of Lassen County shared his struggles in running a small trucking business. He added that in his six years as a legislator, he has heard his colleagues constantly bash agriculture employers. He said, I heard a speech in the assembly that referred to us as slave owners, he said. Ahead of amendments, more Central Valley Dems oppose SB1. State Senators Melissa Hurtado and Anna Cabarello yesterday sent a letter to the governor and House leaders standing up against recent amendments to Senate Bill 1. An addition would reverse a recent compromise over the definition of wetlands that fall under the protection of state environmental laws. The senators write that many people they represent have expressed serious concerns about the impacts this would have on water supplies and production agriculture in the Central Valley. Cabarella also published an op-ed yesterday that echoed the recent opposition from California Congress members and Merced Assembly member Adam Gray. In it, she added that SB1 would reject new science related to water supplies and inhibit voluntary agreements. Bill proposing smog checks for diesel trucks nears final vote. The Assembly passed Senate Bill 210 yesterday along a party-line vote, moving it to the Senate for a final vote. The proposed program would be similar to existing smog checks for cars, but target heavy-duty trucks weighing more than 14,000 pounds and include out-of-state trucks operating in California. The bill also charges CDFA with outreach and education for getting ag trucks into compliance. SB 210's proponents say it modernizes enforcement for clean air standards by updating the existing periodic inspections. The California Farm Bureau is concerned about the economic impacts on owners of low-use and specialty equipment trucks. 
Hemp Cultivation Bill passes legislature. Senate Bill 153 establishes CDFA as the USDA liaison for regulating industrial hemp in California. The measure is designed to conform to the state's agriculture code to meet the minimum requirements of the 2018 Farm Bill. According to Patrick Goggin of the California Hemp Council, those requirements are related to tracking and reporting both hemp production and registration status to USDA. The more ambitious AB 228, however, was pulled from the committee by the author two weeks ago. That bill would have declared hemp extracts as not an adulterant under California's health and safety code. This would have contradicted the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's controversial classification of CBD oil, the extract at issue. Goggin, who spoke at the August meeting of the CDFA's Industrial Hemp Advisory Board, said the bill will return next year as two separate bills. AB 228 had also proposed relaxing regulations around placing industrial hemp products on shelves in cannabis dispensaries. He said that part of the bill faced a slew of business around testing requirements. At the governor's desk and waiting signatures, Governor Newsom has until October 13th to decide the fates of hundreds of bills now cascading in the form of legislative floors. While the ones with the most potent to impact agriculture are still being deliberated, here are a few of the lighter reads the governor has this week. There's AB 488, which adds the CDFA secretary to the California Broadband Council. Senate Bill 19 deploys stream gauges to better monitor fish populations. AB 128 better protects wild and domestic horses from slaughter. AB 1561 grants alligator farmers another year to sell products. AB 232 boosts glass recycling with support from the Wine Institute. AB 657 extends a common tax on commercial feed. AB 450 adds technical updates to last year's Apiary Protection Act. AB 454 enshrines the Migratory Bird Treaty Act into California. And AB 590 helps California comply with the federal milk marketing order. Japan deal to put U.S. ag on par with TPP. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue is assuring farmers that a pending trade deal with Japan will put them on a level playing field with other countries that already have agreements with the Japanese. The Japan deal, which has not been finalized, gets us back on parity with our competitors, Purdue told reporters yesterday. I think it will essentially be even. There were some sectors that were left out, but it will get us back on our comparative tariff area with other countries. Now, keep in mind... U.S. dairy, grain, and meat producers are adamant that they need to be at the same tariff level as the European Union and Trans-Pacific Partnership countries that have already gotten tariff cuts from Japan and trade deals that have been in place for months. But Purdue confirmed U.S. rice farmers' fears that they will not benefit from the trade deal, despite the fact that they would have gotten increased Japanese access under the TPP if the U.S. hadn't pulled out. Without giving any details, Purdue said he expects U.S. beef and pork to get even better access to Japan than under the TPP. Grassley, Lighthizer bullish on USMCA. Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley says the U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer is optimistic about wrapping up a deal soon with House Democrats to address their concerns about the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. He figures this is all going to be done 
during September. I hope he's not too optimistic, Grassley said. That should allow the agreement to be on the House floor yet this fall, he said. Lighthizer is expected to deliver a set of proposals to the Democrats soon. Grassley, a Republican of Iowa, says the Democratic concerns about labor standards and other issues will have to be addressed through side letters and annexes to the trade deal, not to the text of the agreement itself. Pompeo, mum on Mexico tariff threat. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo yesterday sidestepped a question on whether or not the U.S. was still prepared to hit Mexico with tariffs if the country did not continue to reduce the flow of Central American migrants to the U.S. Instead, he stressed to reporters Mexico was making progress on the border and added that he was looking forward to meeting with Mexico Foreign Secretary Marcelo Ebart. We're going to talk about the progress that's been made, which has been substantial and real and material and has made America more secure. That Pompeo at a White House press conference. But at the same time, we know there's still work to do, and we're going to talk about how best we can jointly deliver that. Back in May, the White House announced plans to hit all Mexican exports with a 5% tariff on June 10th, that in an effort to force the country to clamp down on migrants making their way to the U.S. The tariff was not levied because Mexico agreed to take strong anti-immigration measures. But Pompeo warned at the same time that the tariff, which would increase rapidly, was still an open threat. Here's today's He Said It. Open up the books, read the studies, pay attention to the information we've been providing. Don't stick your head in the sand. Get on board with the rest of the country and the global movement of accepting hemp as having therapeutic value. That Patrick Goggin and praise of hemp at last month's meeting of the Industrial Hemp Advisory Board. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, September 11th. It's brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.